Hi, this is Susan. Today, Amelia, Chris, and I talk about episodes five through eight of season two. We recorded this just after the Installments versus Episodes podcast, and we kind of jump right into the episode family business. Here we go. So Family Business was written by Tom Fontana and Bradford Winters. It was directed by Kathy Bates and the theme. I, I didn't realize that until I saw it. I, I mean, I obviously didn't realize that, but then I saw her name and was thinking, like, That's the Kathy same. Bates? Yes, the Kathy Bates. <laughs> the, yeah. Like, Misery Kathy Bates? Yep. And it is. Mm-hmm. Does a good job, too. Yeah. I thought. This is a good one. The theme of this episode is family. Uh, Adebisi poisons Shibetta, but not fatally. Sister Pete figures out that Giles saw who killed her husband. Poet, now a published author, gets his parole. When Beecher learns his wife committed suicide, Keller offers comfort. Meanwhile, O'Reilly is in love with Dr. Nathan and gets his brother Cyril to have her husband killed. A lot happened in this episode. A lot of Yeah. I was actually, I was kind of wondering how exactly Adebisi knew the right amount of poison <laughs> to <laughs> get him sick but not kill him. Um, he didn't, I think. I think it was just luck, you know? <laughs> that you is want to luck. Call it luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, he's poisoned one Shibetta, and now he's poisoning another one. It was actually Alvarez who was helping him with the poison, so, you know, maybe it was, maybe Alvarez knew how much to use, I don't know. I will say this much, I thought that it was actually a really great episode for McManus. Mm-hmm. Um, I in- enjoyed him in this, I, I know I realize I, I enjoy him in most episodes, but... <laughs> And I particularly enjoyed him in this. I, I like that he was he was fighting for this this program. The, yes, the high school program. I I liked that. But he was he was really easily set up by the governor, right? I thought because and then Tim says, "I'm a simple man with a simple plan," and that's the problem because he's. <laughs> You know, he's playing in the wrong league. Yeah, exactly. He's playing with the, the governor and um, you know people who are just some of these other some of these inmates too who are just so manipulative and and they they work him. <laughs> you know, he, he gets lied to a lot and manipulated a lot, and uh, you know he needs to he he needs to see see between the lines with them. He may or may not ever learn. So, this one, um, also Schillinger goes to Saeed for help, uh, because he, his trial is coming up, um, the conspiracy trial, uh, to commit murder, to kill Beecher. And he, um, he talks Saeed into defending him. And I thought that was interesting too, uh, because, Saeed agreed. And, you know, I mean, those two hate each other, but they're going to work together. I do love the, I love the characters in this and the way that they are 
they're written and you kind of get to see the the evolution of people's personalities i i find that very interesting and i think um it says a lot to the about the writing and to the actors yeah this show definitely didn't win enough awards oh poet poet's real name is arnold jackson and if that name sounds familiar because arnold jackson is the character that gary coleman played on different strokes okay i was thinking that and i yeah. wasn't sure <laughs> and that was that was kind of hilarious I'm like wait a minute arnold jackson <laughs> what you talking about willis <laughs> And uh, we see Shirley Bellinger again, and she um, has a little talk with Father Mikado and scares him because <laughs> she's, she's trying to seduce him. I'm like, um, yeah, that doesn't work with him. <laughs> I think it doesn't work with him for a number of reasons. Yeah, well, <laughs> a number of reasons, yes. It was worth a try. Yeah. You never breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if she were younger. Oh, did you just say that? Oops. <laughs> I did you just say that. Wait, that's the next episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Nice. Always worth a try with the priest, isn't it? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, also, in in this episode, I like how. Um, the, the narrator's glass box was turned into a crib, and he had little, he had stuffed animals in there, and it was just so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking about family. They even had like a, a younger version of of him in there with him. It was very. Cute. And then, um, oh McManus, again they're still talking about Scott Ross. <laughs> <laughs> they're still. Still investigating Scott Ross's death. And so he talks to Schillinger and try and get some information from Schillinger. Diane uh, wants Tim to meet her daughter. She's she's coming to visit. And um, but after he talks to um, talks to the other guard, he won't accept Tim won't accept the, the fact that Diane's shooting was justified, um, even if she did save his life. And this is where, you know, I don't, I don't quite understand what Tim is thinking. <laughs> you know? It's like, it was, it was a justifiable homicide, so. I think Tim is a complicated man. He's got a lot going on in his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> do, do you understand that, that way, that thinking? Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> Not really. I was kind of sad when he walked away from her, when he said, he said no, and yeah. Oh, our, our friends, Busmalis and Rubidow, they tell Hill that they're digging their way out of Oz, and, and Hill's pretty amused with it. And then he starts looking for a way out, because everyone wants to escape from Oz. <laughs> And with Shibetta again after the poisoning, 
Um, he still tries to ask um, the warden, Warden Glenn, for, for a favor. And the warden's get, really getting tired of this. <laughs> so, so then, yeah, so in this episode we meet the warden's brother and we find out what happened and why the, um, the mafia has this, what, what they're holding over the warden. And his brother committed a murder for the mafia and they're protecting his brother. And so that's why they can keep coming back to the warden for favors. But now the warden's tired of it, so he convinces his brother to turn himself in so he can just run his prison the way that he needs to run it. Wouldn't the fact that for any amount of time the warden was doing favors for the mob be enough to tarnish the warden forever? Yeah, I mean, he could he could go to jail for that. So even when he gets his brother to turn himself in, he'd still be on, in their clutch. As long as they could just detail a bunch of things that he did for them for no apparent reason. That's what it struck me. And if they could prove that he knew about it and all of that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just the the allegation alone is is enough to be worrisome, I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But with, uh, with Devlin as the governor and all the things he's done, that's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the governor's awesome. Yeah, he's a great evil, evil, evil guy. <laughs> he just looks the part. That guy is amazing. He does, yeah. <laughs> Keller, Chris Keller. He gets his yeah. cast removed, and then um, he's doing some wrestling with Beecher. There in the gym. That was a very homoerotic scene. Oh, absolutely. And I liked it. Because <laughs> yeah. Beecher's feeling something. It's like, this is unusual. And he's feeling attracted to Keller. Can you blame him, really? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, Keller was just placed there as eye candy anyway. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, he's part of uh, Schillinger's evil plan. He's, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. And then uh, Beecher gets the news about his wife. His wife committed suicide. Then they have, they have Schillinger delivering the mail. Because he needs to be in everybody's business, right? Another example of who gave him that job. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Chris, they did this just for you so that he would have, that's how he has his reach into um, M-City while he's not living there. Yep. True. <laughs> yeah. Start acting like a kingpin should. That's right. And um, he, you know, he's he taunts Beecher about uh, about the suicide, and he's laughing about it. Well, Beecher did laugh about his sons. He did. He did. This is fit for tat. Yeah. And where did that term come from? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Google it. 
Susan, you should know these answers. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> that wasn't in the show. <laughs> uh, then Beecher talks to his grandmother, find out, finds out the kids were the one who found their mother dead. And they came from ho- home from school, opened the garage, and she was in the garage with her, with her car running, and that's how she killed herself. And then, uh, of course, that night, Beecher is, Beecher is up crying, and Keller offers comfort, and is rejected again <laughs> when he well when he reaches inside Beecher's boxers, <laughs> so. because of course, how else would you comfort him anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna let you go. See where this rope is gonna end. Cause that's how I offer comfort. <laughs> yeah. Well. They don't call you easy A for nothing. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> I think is it's really not. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and, and if Keller were comforting you, wouldn't you want there would him to be do that? No, there would be no pushing Keller away. <laughs> I do enjoy some Christopher Maloney. <laughs> okay, Sister Pete, she finally figures out what Giles is trying to tell her. He's trying to tell her that, um, that he knows something about her husband's death. Um, but he's been saying, um, well, she put together all the words that he was, that he was saying, and there were sycamore and broom, and that's the intersection where her husband died. And turns out, uh, Giles was a witness. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Then, um, Alvarez... He's helping Nam again. He stole Dr. Nathan's stethoscope for him. And um, and Ryan wanted the stethoscope because, of course, because he's in love with Gloria. And he's written her lots of letters. He calls her all the time. And so she gave the letters to Sister Pete. Um, Sister Pete has a talk with Ryan. And that's and then after that um, is when he asks his brother Cyril to kill Dr. Nathan's husband. That doesn't seem quite as effective as sending somebody flowers. Well, I'm going to have your husband killed. Yeah. Yay! I love you. Not really. No. no. Yeah, this just makes mayhem a sociopath, complete and utter. Mm-hmm. There's really no coming back from that. That. Solidly puts mayhem in the you don't dig this character role. Yeah, that's over. I mean, if he ever wanted anything with Gloria, then. But not in this sick mind. <laughs> right, right. Because, you know, now she's free to uh, be with him. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. Because <laughs> that was the point. So. Did nope, you make a Hallmark is... card for that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I killed your husband, but I love you. 
Yeah. The malt mayhem that Amelia digs. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I don't dig his personality, but he's not unattractive. Ah. So shallowness <laughs> counts. Got it. <laughs> We are doing Strange Bedfellows. Nice. Yes. That's... Should we just start over? <laughs> oh, I, can, I can edit that. <laughs> Strange Bedfellows. Written by Tom Fontana. Directed by Alan Taylor. The theme, Consequences. It's about time they learned about consequences here. <laughs> Schillinger enlists Saeed to get him out of jail. Shibetta is brutalized by Adebisi. Meanwhile, Alvarez is bumped out of the Latino power seat by El Cid. Raimondo finds out Giles murdered the man who killed her husband, and Dr. Nathan confronts O'Reilly about her husband's death. Meanwhile, Schillinger's plan to destroy Beecher approaches fruition. Ah, right. fruition! Fruition! Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. Sitting in the corner, twiddling his thumbs, enjoying the show. <laughs> Turn the tables on Beecher once again. <laughs> He's like a fiddler on the roof. Yes. But his guys and Saeed's guys are hanging out together, and they, they all hate it because um, Saeed and Schillinger are working together to get um, Schillinger's case when he tried to kill Beecher. And so that court case is coming up, and Saeed is representing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this episode had a lot in it. Yeah. It kind of started things moving. There's some episodes of Oz that seem to drag. Mm-hmm. And then there's something where it's like, okay, let's get going at light speed. Things are going to happen quickly. Yeah. And we're also approaching the end of the season, so <laughs> things are happening. <laughs> And uh, Amelia's favorite person, Tim McManus, says McManus. <laughs> he says that they're getting close to the end of the world because these two are working together. Schillinger and Saeed are working together. I think that was my favorite line in the entire episode. <laughs> and also, Tim is is conflicted again because during the, the depositions, he, well. He, he says that he had to lie again, but I don't think he did, but he thinks he did, about um, they're asking again about uh, Scott Ross's death. Yep. I don't think he has anything to worry about, but he can't get over it. Oh, and Shirley Bellinger, she's exchanging notes with Adebisi in the kitchen. And then Adebisi makes some interesting uh, fashion choices. The the white pants that he's wearing, his, you know, the one on the left leg, it's like rolled all the way up, and then the right leg is, is it normal length? It just, he's just a weird guy. <laughs> You're just getting that now in the series. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like the bizarrely balanced hat that tipped you off. Yeah, now it's the hat and the pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always wondered how he, how he kept that hat on his head. Mm-hmm. So do the uh, 
Italian gangsters, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's brought up in the show, definitely. And then um, Shibeta and Tenkamo, they come to the kitchen. They want revenge for for Shibeta's poisoning. The, you know, with the chocolate bar, that poisoning. And well, Shibeta the, the younger. Yes, the younger Shibeta. Because, yes, the older Shibeta is dead. Could be confusing for those jumping in just now. <laughs> and they shouldn't be. They really shouldn't be. They just start at the beginning. <laughs> wow! We'll take listeners any way we can get them. Do not listen to her. <laughs> I've been watching. <laughs> if this was your favorite episode because it had man rape, join us as we discuss it. <laughs> That's right, Chris. Finally, you finally get that scene of man. Oh, I finally get. (laughs) I wasn't looking for it. No, but you were talking about it. You are sounding like the big advocate of man rape. What? (laughs) Excuse me. I think I've been unclear this entire show. If (laughs) that's what you came away with, no, no, no. But yeah. <laughs> we have a fight in the kitchen. Let's go. Things uh, go down. Yeah. Pankamo gets knocked out. Shibata gets raped. And Leo says he wants to fire the CO who let this happen. Okay. Finally, some right. Well, some, some discussion of hey, yeah, we should probably fire that person. How how did this occur? Mm-hmm. Or who let it occur? But will they ever find out? Hmm. But even though he was outgunned by far, our boy seemed to come out on top and behind. <laughs> uh, yeah. You mean, this is like a, you know, it's more like he's teaching these guys a lesson. They were trying to kill him. Yeah. And it's it's not like, you know, this was a... A pleasure rape. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. A ple- <laughs> this <is> more like <laughs> this, a you gotta love those pleasure rapes. Hmm. No. I, well, okay. Yeah. See, I knew that was gonna come out bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> no matter how you put it, rape is bad. Okay. <laughs> but like some rapists, you assume are doing it for pleasure. This was him doing it as a, um, almost a cherry on top of the beating he gave these people. Do you see where I'm going? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be very clear. It's like, leave me alone, you will not kill me, and ha. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ha. <laughs> it was the owl. Yeah. I mean, here's a question. Is this cat gay, or is this just life? I mean, he's a lifer, right? He's life in prison? He is. It's not like he's gay, right? It's more like he's just, this is what they do? Yeah, this is just what they do. What they do. It was a, you know, this power thing. Mm-hmm. So, and so that was brutal. It was. <laughs> it was. But it couldn't have happened to an... You know, a nicer guy. <laughs> uh, okay. Unless it That's, was your boy uh, Mayhem, who certainly deserves it. 
Now, deserves is kind of a strong word. Well, he had someone killed for love. I know. (laughs) Don't let your personal feelings for mayhem get in the way of acknowledging the boy as a psychotic freak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he sees sees things a little differently. (laughs) Oh, little brother Cyril, can you do this thing for me? (laughs) And then of all the prisons they're going to put him in, and of all the places he could show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it wouldn't be a show if they didn't. Alright. Yeah, there's plenty of other conflict. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean stuff stuff like that is like and and also with working at the, the prison where the the guy who killed her husband was in prison there. And you know, there, and that was like what thirty, forty years ago. Yeah, I mean, they. I think all the staff have some connection to at least one of the prisoners mm-hmm. somehow. <laughs> yeah, coincidences are to be expected in this form of storytelling. Mm-hmm. My so, favorite is Tarzan. Anybody ever read Tarzan? No. No. In Tarzan. He eventually gets off the island that his parents got shipwrecked at and becomes a member of society. That's where, you know, the ape man and a tux thing occurs, and he's the toast of the town. But he eventually goes on this pleasure cruise and somehow ends up knocked overboard. And he's adrift for a while, but when he comes ashore, he comes ashore at the very same shore that his parents were shipwrecked at. (laughs) That was the one that I, okay, I couldn't take it no more. That's crazy talk. (laughs) All right, then back to Oz. (laughs) We have a couple of new inmates. We have Raul Hernandez, played by Luis Guzman. He he is... uh, also known as El Cid in Oz for Murder, 36 years. And is El Cid his belly? His belly? Yeah. Luis Guzman looks like it's like him and his belly are two separate things. <laughs> it's like the, the, the creature in his belly, you know, like, you know. Total Recall? Oh, Quattro. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've lost a good group of people at this point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Louise Guzman. Yes. And his belly. And his, his belly, Elsie. <laughs> and he, he is the leader of the gang. He just comes in and he's, he takes control of the, uh, the Latino gang. Alvarez kind of gets kicked out to the corner there, and uh, El Cid tells Alvarez that he's too white to be in the game. He's too white to be a Latino. So, I myself have been told that before. And and did you have to do what uh, Alvarez did to get back in the game? There was hey, a... you're 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 doing spoilers. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> you're way spoiling. What How you did doing? you prove yourself? <laughs> I really didn't. 
I was never able to prove myself. I still can't <laughs> prove myself. Because, yeah. frankly, I say y'all way too much to be considered Latino. <laughs> All right, then. And our, our other new inmate is Jiggy Walker, played by LL Cool J. And mm, LL Cool J. Oh, hello. <laughs> and he claims that he sold crack to Governor Devlin. And it turns out, of course, he's lying. But Saeed got, uh, got excited about the information. They had a press conference and went public. And so. Yeah, not enough due diligence done by Saeed here. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he's dumb, and it seems like it was just written that way. Because mm-hmm. he's meticulous. He wouldn't fall for that kind of silliness. Would yeah. he? Unless he was putting his own, like, is this, like, one of his flaws? He gets a little too excited when things go perfectly? Maybe, yeah. And, you know, and, and he's working on this other case, too, so maybe he's a little distracted. I don't know. Mm. Okay, we talk about Sister Pete again. Yeah, we talked about Sister Pete. She found out that Giles, former cellmate, killed... No, killed her husband, and then Giles killed the cellmate. And then she bought him a case of toothpaste and toothbrushes, and he was very happy. So punishment and reward. You you kill somebody, you get a box of toothbrushes. You (laughs) attempt to kill somebody, you get raped. I definitely think that's what Freud had in mind. Right, the oral phase, right? Yeah. The oral Sometimes phase, a though. cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> yeah, this guy was kind of obsessed with uh, dental hygiene. So anyway. <laughs> and O'Reilly, he went back to the infirmary for a checkup, and his wife came to, to visit, and he asked for a divorce, because uh, he still thinks he has a chance with Gloria. What a okay. Crazy. okay, so maybe he's a little delusional. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he's a lot delusional. <laughs> and she she comes back to work pretty soon after the her husband's funeral, and then we have Beecher and Keller, and uh, Beecher is looking at Chris Keller differently and asks Sister Pete if she thinks that two men can love each other the way a man and a woman love each other. And she's guessing, it's like, are you talking about about Chris Keller? <laughs> so, um, says maybe. Um, and she and, takes a very progressive, non-Catholic church-like I know. stance on this. Yeah, I, I guess maybe she's worked in the prison for a while, and, you know, <laughs> and says, these mom. things happen. <laughs> It's modified her views of what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What they say the Bible says. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Beecher is still having nightmares um, about his wife's suicide, um, and he wakes up from a nightmare and he's all covered in sweat and he's changing his clothes, and Keller sees his tattoo. And um, and offers him some alcohol and they can, to kind of dull the pain while they uh, 
remove the tattoo or modify it or something. And then, okay, and, and when they were talking, that was uh, one of my favorite lines in the, uh, in the episode. Uh, Beecher says to, uh, to Keller, I hate it when you're self-deprecating. It's so cute. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite lines of the episode. <laughs> Aww. And we find, more, find out more about Schillinger's plan for Beecher to destroy himself. Well underway. Yes. <laughs> There's another shower scene here uh, with uh, Keller and Beecher. Because you can never have too many. Right. <laughs> they, uh, you can never be too clean when you're in prison. I guess not. <laughs> they uh, talk about Beecher seeing his kids and they, they finally come for a visit and he shaves off his beard and before seeing them and when he comes back from seeing them um, Keller has been drinking and he's doing laundry and they talk in the laundry room and they say that they Beecher tells Keller he loves him they kiss and then Keller gets taken to the hole Amelia shaved off his yes. facial whiskers he did yeah. And we had you, had, you had no love of those whiskers, I remember. I did not. I'm glad he did. And the next episode is Animal Farm. Remember Animal Farm? It was written by Tom Fontana and Debbie Sargent. Directed by Mary Heron. The theme is Animals. Cyril O'Reilly, Ryan's brother, is imprisoned and falls under Schillinger's control. El Cid tells Alvarez there's only one way he can stay in the game. Napa, the new mafia leader, wants Adebisi to be punished for raping Peter Shabetta. Robert Sippel, a Catholic priest who spent 10 years in Oz for molesting a 14-year-old boy, is released, but Poet returns. And the, the first... Note that I have written under this is the butterfly effect. And, uh, is there time travel happening in this episode? There is not time travel, but every little thing affects every other thing in Oz. Oh. So that's probably why I wrote that down. And in this episode, Beecher wakes up with a hangover. He goes to the infirmary and he runs into his old pal Schillinger who tells him, well, maybe his wife's death wasn't a suicide. And even though he got um, a note that, um, you know, that, that she could have written anything if she had a gun to her head. I don't think this is a very convincing statement. <laughs> no. I didn't find it very convincing either. He was just torturing him. I, yeah, that's yeah. what I got. He's being mm -hmm. a dick. Mm -hmm. He's good at that. And he, oh, Vern meets the new, the new inmate, uh, Cyril O'Reilly, in Unit B. Um, he says he's going to take Cyril to go see his brother Ryan, and instead takes him into a storage closet and rapes him. So Ryan sees them later in the cafeteria. He figures out what happened, and he makes Cyril hit him, so Cyril gets sent to the hole and is away from Schillinger. 
And that, you know, that's a pretty good plan there. So it gets him sent to the hole until he can figure out what to do, how to keep him safe. And, yeah. you know, I don't know why they didn't put him in, put Cyril in, um, maybe in, in the unit with Ryan or some, uh, some other protected area. Cause they know that he's not like the others mentally, you know, he's a lot slower. Yeah. If you, so. I thought, so like, do they put people who are slow in prisons with general populations? I thought they would go to like so. an asylum or something. Yeah. That's what I would think then he might be sent somewhere else or at least in the in that other unit of of Oz that's for people with mental problems mm. where what's her name is what's the lady's name i am terrible at names no um Bella she's on death row she, yeah she's death row she's a little mental though she oh, is yeah. but she's on death row <laughs> mm. which doesn't make much sense because if you're mental you shouldn't be on death row right you should be in an asylum. But, once again, these are the allowances we make for a show. Right. Her her uh, insanity wasn't proven in court. The, uh, the former priest, Robert Sippel, he gets paroled. Um, but he has nowhere to go and nothing to do. No one wants... No one wants him uh, to live in their neighborhood. No one wants to hire him. So he's kind of doesn't know what to do for a while there. Mm -hmm. Looks like he could have benefited from what Oz is supposed to be doing, preparing inmates for rehabilitation and reentry into society. Mm -hmm. But no, we'll put lifers who aren't getting out in there. Right. He could have worked in the dress factory or something and, <laughs> you know, then had a, had some kind of job like that when he got out. Mm-hmm. And Hill still wants to escape from Oz. And so he asked Schillinger about getting mailed out. And that's a silly idea. <laughs> so yep. he moves on. Um Adebisi and Shirley Bellinger, they're still exchanging notes between death row and the kitchen. Um, and Mayhem helps Adebisi uh, with some of the uh, more difficult words in her note. <laughs> Says that, um, hey, she can spell. Um <laughs> uh, <clears throat> And she said it's her, her birthday is coming up and she wants to see his brawny body. <laughs> but then when he goes there, she sees him and rejects him. But, um, and then. And the reason why? It's because she, you know, he wasn't what she thought. He, he was black and she was not expecting that. It's like, but you can't be Simon. I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> he is Simon. So. That was a little harsh. That was a little tough to watch. Yeah. Just the, the look on his face was kind of sad. Mm-hmm. The, uh... <laughs> it was sad when his only purpose for going there was to get a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> From a woman. Uh, he's not getting his blowjob. 
<laughs> okay, Mister. The uh, the the rape was not for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? It doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> this would be for pleasure. He wanted a pleasurable blowjob. A rape was punishment. A, a pleasurable blowjob from a woman. <laughs> from a woman on death row. Yes. Who's crazy and killed her kids. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like uh, a recipe for destruction right there. She could beat her his ass. Or not his ass, but you get what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> What's sure. with you guys? Are you here today? <laughs> kind of. But we know Amelia's multitasking, so, you know. <laughs> we have another a new inmate, This uh, another new inmate, besides Cyril O'Reilly. We have Antonio Napa. He's the new Italian mafia leader. And he wants, oops, he wants to get revenge for what happened to Peter Shibetta. And he suggests to his, his friend there, I guess the guy's some kind of administrator or something. He suggests a uh, random drug testing so that Adebisi will get caught. Then Adebisi agrees to go to sister Pete's rehab meetings. And he finds out that the Italian set it, set up the, uh, the drug testing and wants to kill them <laughs> right there in the middle of lunch. Uh, but there's another, um, Another new inmate, I guess he came in the last, yeah, in the last episode, um, an older African man, he stops at a BC, tells him not to do it then, um, and he calls him Yoruba, and that is, uh, and that just stops him, and that, I looked that up, that's a West African ethnic group, and I guess they're both a member of that group, mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah, he was. He, his whole thing was like you're embarrassing, or you're, you're, you're shaming your people and yourself. Mm -hmm. You've forgotten who you are. And then uh, later, at ABC, puts on the, the. He listens to the CD player. He has a, a vision of an African tribal ceremony, and then he destroys the CD player. <laughs> <laughs> Much to the chagrin. Of the owner of the CD player. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. He killed Kenny CD player. <laughs> and then in the mailroom, Vern is training another new inmate, Jazz Hoyt. And he says that, hey, this is the best job in the prison. You get to open and inspect all the mail. And why they would have other inmates doing that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird too. Yeah. So one of the things that he learns is that Ribadau's grandson has leukemia and doesn't have long to live and wants to go to Disney world. So the, the prisoners start giving Ribadau money for his grandson's trip and the COs will match it. Um, according to Tim McManus. Surprisingly sweet for a bunch of prisoners. It is, except for Kenny. Well, you know. Well, prisoners yeah. are human beings, too. They have feelings. Yeah. They care. 
They're just in a situation that makes them do horrible, horrible things that we get to watch every week. So, in in the end, they they get the trip to Disney World. Yay! Huzzah! Yay! Your grandfather's in jail, and you have leukemia. What are you going to do now? (laughs) I'm going to Disney World. Nope, they weren't going to say where the money came from. That was one of the conditions. Yes, from... Because he's ashamed. Yeah. The guy who talks to God is ashamed. And Hill is still asking around about um, about escape. His next, the next person he asks is Alvarez about how he can get out through the infirmary. And I don't think he has any uh, any information. Uh, and then we have some more new people coming into Oz, a new group of correctional officers. One of them is Rivera. He's a former gang member, I guess, when he was a teenager or something. And El Cid recognizes him from from those days. And Alvarez keeps trying to get back into the gang. And there is one way that El Cid tells him to pluck out the eyes of the new guard. That's not a very good idea, but hey. <laughs> As ideas go, no, that's not a good one. No. But, but it's just been made the word of God by your leader. Mm-hmm. So you've just placed yourself between a rock and a bigger rock. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tim tells Diane to transfer out of M-City because... He can't deal with seeing her because it reminds him of how he lied under oath. So, and the Sopranos are calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the real reason. <laughs> this was like the most abrupt exit ever of a character on a show that was supposed to be important. <laughs> it was like, oh, she's gone. <laughs> it was like so. they didn't have time to lead to anything important. Because I think when they were, yeah, because during this season, that was when they started The Sopranos. So she was doing both. <laughs> so, oh. so they kind of had to finish up with her real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll see in, in the next episode, her replacement. <sighs> okay, Beecher is still drinking. Uh, he's still sad about Keller being gone. Um, and he confronts Saeed about um, who he's helped and how he's helped others and tells him that Poet is coming back to Oz. His poet killed a guy. His uh, rehabilitation apparently didn't work. So, But he wasn't doing much rehabilitation anyway. He was mostly doing drugs in Oz. He got out and squandered it. Mm-hmm. But wasn't it self-defense? Do they show what happened in this episode, or is it next episode? No, in in this episode they did. Wasn't he drawn down on? Yeah, but I, I don't know who drew first. Maybe he saw the guy and he pulled his gun first, or, I, you know, I really don't know. But if the guy had a gun, he would have had a case. I don't know. We should stop questioning the logic of the show because it never gets us anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but in the next episode, I have a really good one where they went wrong. 
the the uh, the finale here of season two. It's mm. called Escape from Oz. Again, written by Tom Fontana, directed by mm. John de Sigonzac. The theme is escaping prison life. And in the season two finale, Whittlesey, Whittlesley is replaced by Carl Metzger, a Nazi. Mac and another Aryan try to escape. Alvarez lands in solitary for life. Needing a blood transfusion for Rivera, Dr. Nathan finds that only O'Reilly has the same blood type. Keller and Schillinger reveal their sordid plan to Beecher. Saeed is pardoned, but heads back to M-City instead. Let's start with the new correctional officer. (laughs) (sighs) The guy from Coach? Yes, the guy from Coach. He used to be such a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's an evil Aryan prison guard. And he plays it very well. (laughs) He does do that. Is the thing you're going to bring up how he mysteriously hides his tattoos? No. But one of the, one of the other, well, one of the um, prisoners, um, I guess it's Mark Mack, the one he wants to switch cells with um, Busmalis and Ribadau. But that's how he gets him to do the favor. He shows him his tattoo. He shows Metzger his tattoo. And then um, in the next scene, we see that Metzger has the same tattoo. I guess it was on his shoulder. I guess, you know, that's not one of the questions that they ask. That's not one of the things they do with, is, you know, examine them for tattoos, <laughs> like gang-related tattoos. Even though they have to get dressed in the same area. In the locker room, yeah. Just gets dressed, hopes that nobody's behind him. And I'm, I'm sure he, he'll come up with some story. It's like, oh, yeah, that's when I was a teenager. You know, got, that was a stupid stupid tattoo that I regret. I just haven't had it removed yet. You know. <laughs> hey, removing tattoos is expensive. Mm-hmm. You sound like you speak from experience. I have no clue. I don't have any tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> come on. We come on. <laughs> I have That sounded none. guilty. No, no ink. No. <laughs> See, I'm just thinking about getting one modified. <laughs> I've thought about getting them. I would like one, but I have none. And you could even design your own. Yeah. <laughs> I have thought about it. Ooh, I should get the Geek Girl Soup logo. <laughs> you totally should. <laughs> anyway, okay. Moving on. <laughs> so... Uh, Mark Mack and his roommate want to switch pods with uh, Busmalis and Ribadau because they found out about the tunnel. And uh, they make a break for it that night. But um, Ribadau, the architect, loosened the supports and they the two guys die in the collapse. Wah, wah. Yep. <laughs> so sad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, That was like a gimme from the show. It's like, here, we killed some Nazis. And the old men did it. Woot! 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, Metzger is really pissed about this and wants them punished, but McManus is like, eh, they never cause any trouble. They'll be fine. Then uh, Poet, now that he's back, he has a new work assignment in the morgue. And Augustus Hill is still looking for a way to escape. And he comes up with a plan to escape in a coffin. Escape through through the morgue to a funeral home. We'll see if that works. I don't think it will. <laughs> From the last episode, the, the Catholic priest, uh, Robert Sipple, he comes back to see Sister Pete and talk to her because he's having trouble getting his life back um, outside of Oz. And so he wants to um, live at Oz since nobody will give him a place to live. And Father Mikado feels bad and says that he could hire him as an assistant. Oh, he, he needs a little more convincing than that. He doesn't just jump at the chance. No. He has serious issues with the guy and people keep asking him to try and use his influence with one of the higher members of the church that Mm -hmm. he clearly doesn't have any influence with. Because he may have had a falling out with this guy too, with the, uh, the bishop or whoever the cardinal or somebody. Yeah. But they, they constantly ask him to get favors from this guy. Mm -hmm. Constantly tells him no. It's just strange. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll find out more. In the future. Ah, (laughs) Foreshadowing, are we? We are. (laughs) Nice. And our old friend Vern, he comes back and, well, okay. Why they have him in there with, in Unit B with everyone else, I don't know. Have um, Sipple in there. And Schillinger comes back and says something to him and, they're, you know, they're about to fight. Diane stops it. Um, but Vern has a plan. He gets some uh, some time in the gym with Sipple, where um, Vern and his friends uh, nail him to the floor, crucifixion style. I think we would have a new warden if all these incidents happened. Or at least, like, some security cameras in the gym, because this is where... <laughs> You know, this is where they killed that other guy. Yeah. Actually, at least two people have been killed in there so far. You know, a lot happens in there. Oh, and this is where, <laughs> you know, where um, where Beecher got his revenge on, on Schillinger in the gym. Hmm? In, in season one. Remember, he uh, knocked him out and then uh, shit on his face. Oh, jeez. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I just blanked that out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know how the brutal, brutal revenge in Oz. We'll just call it that. Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) Um, Shirley gets examined. Shirley Bellinger gets examined for her pre-execution physical. She should be executed any day now. That's how she'll escape from Oz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why do they give them a physical before an execution? Make sure you're healthy enough to die. Yeah. 
Today is a good day to die. You can't be looking sickly and people feeling bad for you. You got to be in tip top shape. And then we have, uh, oh, while while the staff is all discussing this in the in the break room, um, they hear somebody screaming outside, and it's Rivera. Um, apparently, Alvarez has done what he's told. His, he's been told to do, and he has taken Rivera's eyes. The then the the prison goes into lockdown. Rivera gets taken to the infirmary. This is where where it all went wrong for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is it. This, this is something that pushed you over the edge. Yeah, <laughs> because why was he being treated Finally, there after two seasons? <laughs> well, <laughs> why was he being treated there in the infirmary? Why why didn't they just you know bandage him up and then transfer him to the hospital? When, when Saeed had his heart attack, he pretty much went directly to the hospital pretty soon afterwards. Uh, a lot of other people with major injuries, they, they got emergency treatment and then went directly to the hospital. Um, Maybe they were hoping they'd find his eyes. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help. All right. Um, Gloria is searching for um, a suitable blood donor. Rivera is, you know, he's not in pain. He's sedated. He's, he's just kind of there. He could be on his way to the hospital, <laughs> you know, but instead they're looking for a blood donor in Oz. And who do they find? They find Ryan O'Reilly is a match. And okay. <laughs> Actually, this was what sent me. Because um, didn't he just finish chemotherapy like a couple of weeks earlier or something? Uh, time is kind of elastic. Well, it couldn't have been two or I mean, the guy dug a tunnel out of Oz with a sh- a spoon. <laughs> so no, 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 that's a different guy. This is Ryan O'Reilly. I know. I'm talking about time wise. Okay. Like when did he start that tunnel? It was after. O'Reilly's issues with cancer, wasn't it? Because we didn't even meet no. that guy. No? It was like, it was in the, like, maybe in the third episode or something when he started it. But O'Reilly's, maybe two episodes ago, um, O'Reilly's just finished with his chemo because he was back in the infirmary and that was when he met with his wife and. His hair was just coming back, and mm-hmm. so. So your point is, he wouldn't be giving anybody blood due to no. the therapy that he was under, right? And and this is this is the thing that I that I researched. It's like it's, <laughs> it's like this pissed Susan off so badly. She was it like, did. "No it did. way, man! <laughs> you ain't giving blood it's if like, you just got chemo." <laughs> exactly, and um. Okay, from red from the Red Cross. This is their <laughs> they say <laughs> Yeah. And okay, according to the type of cancer that he had, it's been treated successfully and it has been more than 12 months since treatment was completed and there has been no cancer reoccurrence in this time. I don't think it's been 12 months. Okay. So, I think I'm willing to forgive that. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't bug me so badly. 
That okay. Yeah, that bugged me. That and and the just the whole idea of you know, Clearly. why don't they just get him sedated and bandaged and directly to the hospital? You know. Maybe you wouldn't make if you didn't get the transfusion because he's lost so much blood already. <sighs> have an ambulance come and they have stuff that they can do, you know? Saline drips. Yeah, something. It's some fluid in him. Anyway. <laughs> Way too much time spent on a guard with no eyes. <laughs> okay. That we will never see again. All right. So then we finally find Alvarez. <laughs> he's in he's in Mikado's office and he's going insane because um, he doesn't want to go to solitary. Um, yeah, what did he think was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, McManus will just take him back in Oz and everything will be fine. <laughs> but no, he gets caught. He goes to solitary. Then while Ryan is in the infirmary giving blood. <laughs> did they say it was for life? I don't Actually, remember hearing. Yeah, just in the um, in the episode description. Is this the last time we see this character? No. Hmm. We'll check in on Solitary again. <laughs> okay. Um. In the infirmary, Ryan tells the story about what happened to his brother. And hey, Chris, we get some female nudity <laughs> in the in the uh, flashback. <laughs> it was so fleeting, I didn't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. Well... It, what happened to Cyril? He, he got hit in the head during a fight that Ryan started. And now Ryan, he's, he doesn't care much about getting parole anymore because he and his brother are both there in Oz and he just wants to take care of his brother now since it was his fault that he got injured. He admits his part in uh, Preston Nathan's death and now he'll be charged. And so... He'll probably be in there for life, like his brother, and so they can he can take care of him for the rest of their lives. Then our our old friend Chris Keller comes back to M City. It's, but it's so sad though. He rejects Beecher. <laughs> Beecher, you know, it's like, but what did I do wrong? Why are you mad at me? <laughs> um, are you saying he acts like a woman? He's such a girl. He is such a girl. And and I know because, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I know. And it's so sad. It's... <laughs> Why yeah. do you hate me? Mm -hmm. It's like, it must be my fault. But no, it's all part of Keller's evil plan. <laughs> and Vern's evil plan. Mm. So, and it's working. And, um, so it's, it's been a few days and Keller goes to, goes to work out and, um, Beecher goes also. He sees Keller and Vern together looking like old friends. Um, oh, and it's, 
it's uh, Vern's friend Metzger who brings Beecher to the gym and actually takes part in this. Chris and Vern, they break Keller's arms and legs, both, both arms, both legs. And this time Tim is mad and he wants to know who took Beecher to the gym. Uh, Metzger says, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And now, now Tim has a bad feeling about Metzger. Hmm. He thinks there's something, something might be, uh, something might be wrong with this guy. He's only been involved in, he could not possibly get away with the swapping the inmates' rooms and then that night the inmates attempt an escape. That, ah, that makes less sense than a, a chemo patient giving blood <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hmm. Obviously logic doesn't matter in Oz (laughs) because it's only after all of these things happen that Tim gets suspicious. But remember, he's still a simple man. He's still learning. (laughs) So it takes him a while. Um, And then all the the inmates are all talking about what happened and and says, well, hey, love hurts. (laughs) And then um, (laughs) we we see Chris Keller later that night he looks like he might be a little sad about what he did. I don't know. What? It seemed like it. What did you see? Uh, Anything? No. <laughs> I guess I didn't. I didn't see that. That you're you're surprising me with that statement. I'm, I I guess I have to go back and watch. Okay, maybe I'm just imagining. Well, you've seen or, the whole series, so you may know something. Yeah, maybe I know something, and I'm putting it. <laughs> You know, hmm. Mm. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I gotta admit, I didn't say it either. So, okay, okay. All right, we've got uh, Kenny and Adabisi, and they're ready to go after Napa now. And Adabisi goes to see um, the older African man Jara, and he's wearing and. They talk for a while, and then Adebisi is wearing a different hat. Everyone thinks he's crazy again, which he probably (laughs) is. But the hat is a sure sign of it, right? Well, you know what's weird about this this mentor-student thing going on between Mm -hmm. the two Africans? It's kind of mirrors uh, Saeed's tutoring of the guy who ended up on death row for killing the guy in the in the gym like the transformation yeah you get what i'm getting at here two we had two transformative sequences one first season at the beginning of the first season and one second season at the end of the second season and they were almost bookends like these Mm -hmm mentors come in and show these people who are wayward souls the proper path Mm -hmm. and both are destroyed by the end yeah i guess i didn't see that (laughs) i like that okay because they kind of are in in this one because the the mentor gets killed and 
Adebisi gets sent to the crazy unit. So he kind of loses it there. Mm-hmm. And did yeah, he kind of lost his mind last year, too, at the end of season one. But I think that was more the withdrawal, the drug withdrawal. Right. And this was a different kind of crazy. So is this it for Adebisi? No, we see him again. Oh, good. I, I like this rapist. <laughs> oh, gosh. He I'm so glad this rapist comes back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have to put that fire on. <laughs> as, as opposed to Vern Schillinger, the other rapist. Right. I already <laughs> admitted that Schillinger I felt for. Um, you know, you do like, have a thing for the rapist, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I felt for Schillinger because of his situation, his mm-hmm. kids acting up, and him yeah. get out. And it, but it's like if you take a slice of the pie and ignore the rest of it. Yeah, <laughs> here's the good part, not the rotting rest of it that's been uh, left to sit out in the sun for days. My metaphors are terrible. <laughs> that's okay that's okay I'm on a budget here mm-hmm. a brain cells and, oh. And... <laughs> oh. and we have uh, Saeed and McManus another intense conversation uh, Saeed's talking about he has hope again about getting out and you know he might have a life afterwards but he's losing faith in that. He's like, uh, what kind of life could I have after if, if I got out now? But it turns out the governor is going to grant clemency to one of the Muslim inmates for Ramadan. And that's when the, the Muslim inmates kind of start fighting amongst each other about um, who it should be. But of course, he chooses, the governor chooses Saeed. But at the press conference, he refuses the uh, clemency. What a dumbass. So, he's <laughs> got a great speech to go along with it. But he feels he can do more good inside. Still a dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Dumas. <laughs> the, the other prisoners are, are thrilled. And they are chanting his name when he comes back to M-City. And... You know, they should have been another... chanting dumbass, dumbass, right? dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in season one, they were all the same thing Saeed, Saeed, Saeed. So he's he's their uh, he's a power junkie, he is a different kind of power than Adabisi's power junkie. <laughs> so, yeah, so is that a yeah. dick joke? Yeah. Yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at a BC uses his dick for power. So <laughs> Saeed, he loves the adoration of his fans. So No matter who or how low those fans are. Exactly. <laughs> Cuz he can help them if they're, you know, if they're low, he can help them. So and then more help on the outside than on the in. I I'd be regretting that 
decision immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens in season three. <laughs> and also, uh, the last, the final scene of, of this, uh, <laughs> Hill gets into the coffin, and that's it. Wait, you skipped a scene. What did I skip? You totally skipped a scene. Uh-oh. There's somebody smoldering. He's mad as hell. And season three is oh, waiting yeah. for him. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. how the hell did you miss that? <laughs> you know, I and I even watched it again, and and I I wrote it down in my notes, but it didn't. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we saw we saw Beecher in, in a uh, body cast. Yeah. Pissed. And he was. He was. You oh. mean? Yes. Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what do you think he'll do? He's gonna kill some mother. <laughs> gets out. <laughs> gonna have your ass, your ass, your ass, all your asses. If I ever get the capability to walk again, <laughs> mm-hmm. hopefully they set his bones properly. <laughs> I, I think they will. Hmm. <laughs> and they'll they'll grow back stronger than before. <laughs> right just like just like chris keller's broken arm yeah mm-hmm. they'll give him bionics that's right he'll become this six million dollar prisoner <laughs> <laughs> that's how luke cage power man came to be it's quite possible beecher could come out of that hospital room as power man <laughs> yes beecher's With- gonna be a superhero yay <laughs> With the the yellow uh, the yellow low cut shirt and the chains <laughs> and the boots. Mm. All right. Well, next time we will start season three. Wee! This we time have... I'm going to watch the episodes much closer to our broadcasts. Good. They are uh, the truth and nothing but Napoleon's bony parts, legs. And unnatural disasters. 